change my heart, that's something which is very, very hard to do, to turn it over. So the Pasuk says, so we have to understand what does it mean to do something with your heart? What does it mean to do something with your heart? And we have to understand now also the ma'od. That's what he's going to explain over here. So there's two different ways of doing that. So until now, we've explained one way in the Sefer. And that was through his bainanus. Contemplation, deep contemplation. I'm contemplating the, the greatness of the Bona Shalom. Contemplating how he's ain sof. Through contemplation about the greatness of Hashem, through using my mind to contemplate the greatness of the Bona Shalom, that contemplation brings me to have something which he called in the previous parak, Ahava Batalumas Aviv, in the concealed part of his heart. Which means, like this, that person, he thinks, he contemplates the greatness of Hashem, and after all that contemplation, he feels it's really right to, to love Hashem. If it's befitting, it's right for me to love the Rav Hashem. It's right, it's fitting for me to fear the Rav Hashem. That contemplation brings me to a certain feeling of, this makes sense, this is the right thing for me to do. The right thing for me to do is to say, Rav Hashem, I fear you. Rav Hashem, I love you. That was what he worked on in the previous prakim. Coming to the love and the fear of the Rabbanu Shalom through contemplation. Welcome, Zaydi. <clears throat> but for a person to, through contemplation, through deep isbaninus, through deep meditation, to come to have an Abba and a year towards the Rabbanu Shalom, that's a very, very hard thing to do. Because not everybody is a brilliant person to be able to think and contemplate for hours and hours and hours about the greatness of the Rabbanu Shalom, to start to have a love and a fear towards the Rabbanu Shalom. So he says it's caro for everybody to do, but the problem is, is that it's not ma'od for a person to do. To say that this is very, very close for me to do, that I can't say, because not everybody has the ability to do it. And that's what he's going to say right now. It's clear? Any questions? Is that Yes. Tell that was what? Rucha. So he says like this. With the Tosefis beer, bear hatev, Milas Ma'od. We're going to explain now a little bit deeper. What does the word Ma'od mean? What does it mean that it's very, very close? Ma'od. What is the word Ma'od? See, the previous way of trying to come to have a love and their fear for the Rabban Shalom, having Avanir for the Rabban Shalom through contemplation, is not really Mamash Ma'od. It's Karov because everybody could theoretically think very deeply about the greatness of the Rabbanu Shalom and come to have a certain feeling of love towards him. But it's not as, it's not ma'od ma'od karov to him because it's still very, very hard for him to do. It's something which he has to bring inside of himself, meaning this is not something which is natural to him. It's something which he has to birth inside of him. It's something he has to be moiling inside of him. His contemplation makes this new feeling inside of him. There's a birth inside of him of a feeling, a hulada inside of him, of I love the Rabbanu Shalom. To do that, it's a hard work. And it's, it's not so, it's not ma'od ma'od karov. You could do it. It's karov to do. But ma'od karov, it's not. I think this parak, these, we're not even going to do very much over here. We're going to do very little, actually. But so much of chassidus is built on this parak right now. This is really a very, very sort of like a, a in here right now. Sarek leida nehmana. Even if a person is not such a big Baal he's not such a big genius. 
Yediyas Hashem in the knowledge of the Baruch Shalom. Ve'enlo lev l'chavim with the Gedulas ain't so Baruch Hu. That he doesn't have such a deep understanding about the greatness and the vastness of the Baruch Shalom. How Hashem surrounds the world, He fills up the world, and endless ways of contemplating the greatness and the vastness of the Baruch Shalom. That through all this contemplation, the holy mimena dechiluchim to give birth, meaning a new, to give birth to a new love, which is of and fear of the Rebbeinu Shalom. Afilu b'moichol b'tivinos levad, even if it's not necessarily in his heart, but in his mind, like we said before, that he feels that it's a roy, it's befitting to love the Rebbeinu Shalom. I think the mashal we gave when we learned that was about broccoli. You know, grow up, you're not so into broccoli, and you you don't want to have broccoli, and then you think about it a little bit, you know. Maybe it's pretty. It's good to have broccoli. You know, it's probably it's probably healthy for me to to, to have. Growing up, you didn't want to have it. As you get older, your mind matured. You thought about it. it. Makes sense. No, I should probably I should probably give it a go. I should probably I should probably try the broccoli. So what did you do? Your contemplation made you feel this is the right thing for me to do. It makes sense for me to love the bro- to eat the broccoli. So too is with the Rebbeinu Shalom. Your contemplation makes you feel a certain. It's befitting. It's it's royal that to love and to fear something which is so vast and so great. But that comes through contemplation. So even if somebody whose mind is kitzara, they don't have such a deep mind to do such deep contemplation. Afopikain still karub elava davar meoid. It's still very close to him. Lishmar velasos kolmas torah to guard all the mitzvot of torah. Talmud Torah connect kulam and especially Talmud Torah. Befiv ubelavavo and in his heart, like we said, we're trying to get to the heart. Mamish meumka deliba. They're not only just a surface level of heart, but get to the depth of a heart. The Mito in a in a real, real, real way, not just a way of Dimyonas imaginary love, imaginary fear. But to come to a very, very deep Bidhilu Urachima with great deep and love, uh, fear and love to the Rabbanishlam. <coughs> so all these things are very, very close to the Rabbanishlam. Get to the deep love and a deep fear for the Rabbanishlam, it's karav ma'od for every person to be able to do. Now how? What's the tool? What's the tool? How do I get there? I'm not using my mind anymore because you just told me my mind might be not big enough to be able to do all those contemplations. So, Im came, what's the way to do it? How do I go about it? So, here's the line. There's something called a hidden love that every Yid has. That this love is a Yerusha from our forefathers. Which means like this, that every Yid has part of his, his nature, it's part of his DNA, which he got from the from the Kedoshim, a love that he doesn't have to work on to bring, to make, and to birth, to be mechalish inside of himself. Every yid in the panemis of themselves has a love for their bonjolim, which is natural to them. It's completely tvius. It's You were born with this kayach that you got as Yerusha from the Abbas Kedoshim without any work at all. You don't have to think, you don't have to do any type of avodah. There's a love that's deep inside of every single Yid, which is hidden inside of every single Yid, which is a natural, ingrained love that he has to the Rebbe without any avodah at all. And when we bring out this natural love, it's very, very easy then to come and say you can have love for the Rebbe When we learn how to bring out this ava, which is hidden inside of us, so that's the closest thing possible to me. To make something a part of me, which is not a part of me, takes a lot of work. But to bring out something which is already a part of me is much easier to do than to take something which is not a part of me originally. And that's the difference between the short way and the long way. The long way is 
that I have to bring something inside me which is not a part of my system. It's a love. It's a love through contemplation about the greatness of the Rosh which is a hard thing for do. Not everybody could do it. Because it's something which is new. But to bring out a love which I normally, which I naturally have, which I got from the Abbas Kedoshim, which I'll try to explain a little bit deeper soon, that is something which is kara for everybody to do. That's kara of ma'od. It's right there with you. You don't have to go anywhere. It's by you all the time. But first, before we understand this, we need to explain first. Bear hate of shorish ava. What is the root of this ava? What is the Indian of this ava? What does it mean that it's a Yerusha to us? What does it mean that there's also fear together with this love? So I have a natural love. What is this fear that comes together with love? We're working on Ava and Yira. In the following weeks, I'll, I'll, get back, I'll get back to those four questions. But this is something that every single Yid has to first internalize. That there's something that he gets from the Abbasid which is called Yerusha. What does it mean in Yerusha? What does it mean in Yerusha? Yerusha means I get something, even if I deserve it, I don't deserve it. It doesn't matter. It's Yerusha to me. My father, and I'm a son, and my father gave me Yerusha without any other qualifications except for the fact that what? I'm his son. So it comes to him, Baderach Matana. He has a Matana from the Avaz which is called a natural ingrained love towards the Avon And that's something we're going we're gonna to try to bring out inside of us through the course of the Sefer. Any questions so far? Clar? So I'm going to stop here in the reading, and I want to I get more into this, into this sugya. It's a, it's a little deep, but we're going to do our best to explain that. Nobody be shy to ask questions. So again, just the chaz of the Yisod that we're seeing over here, that everybody has a natural ingrained love to the Rav Shalom, which is called the Ava Mishra that he has inside of himself. And this is something we have in the Avaz Gedoshim that we have as a Yerusha. Now the Sfarim, they call this thing many different ways. There's many different ways to call this. Some of the Sfarim, they call it, let's say, Amich Kulam Siddiquim. Every single yid in his core is a Tzadik. Amich Kulam Siddiquim. Every yid in, 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 in his essence is a topic. All of these titles are all ingrained to us, are all given to us as Yerusha from the Elvis Kedoshim. So the idea is like this. To understand this, we have to go back, way back when. We have to go all the way back to when all the Mauritians ate from the Eitadas. We have to understand the Sukkot of the Eitadas. This is very, very fundamental. You know, before the Eitadas, Toivirah, before Old Mishra, he ate from it, you know, we see that there was a concept of Ra in the world. It, there, was the, there was the Nachash, who's clearly there, and Chazal tells that the Nachash had the Sam riding on top of it. So there's a, clearly a Metzius, there's clearly a concept of Ra inside of the world. So the question is, what did, was the difference with the Ra before Old Mishra ate from the Etadas to after he ate from the Etadas? There was Ra there before. So what was the difference? What changed? What changed to the Matthias of Ra before the Chet and after the Chet of Etadas? So the Sfarim said like this, that Kozman, the other region, he didn't eat from the Etadas. Where was the Ra? The Ra was outside of him. The Ra wasn't a part of his system. The Chet of the Etadas was that now the Ra became a part of the system of the Adam. Beforehand, the Sfarim called, it was just Makibra on the Adam. It was outside of him. It wasn't a part of his being. 
afterwards, it entered into his heart and it became a part of the essence of the Adam, it became a part of the being of the Adam. In other words, before the Chet Eitzadat, there was a separation between Tov and Ra. Tov had its Gavul, and Ra had its Gavul. After the Chet Eitzadat, what happened was that those Gavulim broke down. And now there became a mixture, a Taruvis, of Tov and Ra. And the job of what we're always trying to do now it's to try to fix this mixture of toy That's why it's very hard to make the right decision a lot of the times. And that's why sometimes we have a taiva towards something. We have a pull towards something. We have a pull towards whatever it is that we have a pull towards. Because since, and this is what the whole Sefer we've been talking about, we've been embarrassed about the whole entire Sefer, how in the heart of a person, there's these two parts of the heart, the two cities of the inside of the person's heart. And because there's a mixture right now inside of the heart, the heart is mixed with a tova and with a ra. And our job is to be mevara this tova and this ra. To fix this tov in this ra, the mixture of it. <clears throat> so the process of this really was supposed to start by Noach. Noach was supposed to start to make a a a certain tikkun to this tarubas of tov ra that every single person had. And for whatever reason it was that Noach he failed, he wasn't successful in doing that. And then this mission was given over really to the Avos Kedoshim. And Chazal said like this by the Avos Kedoshim. The Gemara says like this. The Amar Rabbi Abba Bar Kahana At Shloisha Doros Lo Pazgo Zuma Malvaseinu For three generations the Zuma Sanachosh did not stop from our forefathers. Avram Aholi Nati Avram gave birth to Yishmael. Yitzchak Aholi as Esav. Yitzchak gave birth to Esav. So you still see that there's Ra there. Yaakov, holy Yud Shvatim. Then Yaakov gave birth to 12 Shvatim. That there was no Ra by them. Which means to say like this. Now the Avasukadoshim, first Avram, you know, he gave birth to Ishmael and Yitzchak. So you see already that this, there was already a mixture of Toiv Ra in one person by an Avram of you know. And then after it started to be a little bit more of a split. There was Ishmael. And there's the Yitzchak. So there was a certain clarification, a certain bureau of the Toiv and the Ra at that point. And then afterward, you had Yitzchak. Yitzchak gave birth to Esav, Yaakov, and Esav. So you see again, there was a certain split between the two of them from the Tov and the Ra. Until Yaakov came, in which, why, in which is why Yaakov is called the Bakhir Sheva Avos, is because Yaakov completed this separation of the Toiv and the Ra that was originally there by Adam Rishon. Now Yaakov had and Yaakov showed that, there's, that he gave birth to what? A pure Tov. So now we have a Tov which stands alone. There's no more mixture of Tov and Ra. You see from the Tolda, you see from the Shvatim, that there's no more Tolda, there's no more mixture of Tov and Ra. After Yaakov gave birth to the Shvatim, all there was was pure Tov. So you see that the Avasukadosh, their whole job was was to fix the original taruvas of Toiv Ra that started originally. First it was Yishmael and Yitzchak, then it was Yaakov and Esav, and then Yaakov just had pure Tov. So you see the Avos Kedoshim, they were there and they were metakein, this original taruvas of Toiv Ra <coughs> by Adam Rishon. Klar? Yeah. 
and Yaakov himself as well was still within his next generation. Potentially. Potentially. Not necessarily. Maybe he was, that's why he, that's why maybe he's called the Bechir Shabbat He He was, at a certain level, like Chazal said, that Adam Rishon was Shufar the Adam, Yaakov was Shufar the Adam Rishon. He looked like Adam Rishon, Yaakov Avinu. So much so that the Malachim, they went up to the Kisya Kavod and they came back down to Yaakov Avinu and they said this is the same person. Because the Adam Shalamala and Yaakov was the same person. Because Yaakov Avinu, he reached a Madrega of being like Adam Rishon, Kodam Machet. That's why we say Yaakov Avinu low mace. Yaakov low mace. Why is Yaakov low mace? Because I'll say, even though it's whatever, Russia, eh, eh. but because he reached a certain level of Paschazuil Masam, which is Shaykh Timisa. What's the Nafkamina that's inside? You said that now we don't know what to The Nafkamina is, is that now you feel a certain pull towards him, you shouldn't feel a pull towards But it seems like there was this scene turmoil from beforehand, which is failed. It's not the case. He okay, knew and, he knew, he knew there was a Messiah Yeah. I understand. Potentially. He wasn't, yeah. wasn't like a true was well. he, he knew he was, he thought there was a or he knew that there was a and he didn't say anything. He didn't, and we have to know what it means, his Ra, and what he was dealing with. It was, it was in Pashat. But it, there still, it was outside of him. But it wasn't, it wasn't part of his system. Only right then, the Pasuk says that he had a Taibale, Naim, right there and then, he started to feel a certain pull towards, towards Ra. Before they didn't have a pull. What does it mean? I can explain to you later. There is. No, there's a big enough. Without it being entirely, he still chose Ra. I'll explain to you the difference, though. Not not right now, because it's a linked explanation, but there's a a difference between any topic. What's up shot that any topic uh, you say he has? He doesn't have Yitzhara. So, what is it? The Ra? Uh, I'll give you the. My Rebbe says it like this. You know, you you have a coalition government. So, a coalition government. So whoever's a part of the coalition, right, is, is usually quiet because they're trying to work together to that everybody should, you know, work it out. But the people who are not a part of the coalition, they're screaming and they're yelling and they're shrying all day and all night about how this horrible this government is. But immediately when they become a part of the coalition, they're all of a sudden they're quiet again, right? They don't have all these tinas anymore. Why? Because they're part of the coalition. So it's the same thing with the Yitzhahara. When the Yitzhahar is a part of the person, it's not as loud. It's not as loud. It won't make you go ahead and go do a Vodazar right now. Because he wants to stay a part of this coalition. He doesn't want, if, you, if he starts coming to say do a Vodazar right away, you, you're not going to listen to him. So he's a little bit quiet. So he gives this taiva, this pulls, and there's this and that. There's a, there's a fight going on. But when you have, that he's not a part of the coalition like you have by Tzidikim, so you can, so they can they could have a certain thing that comes and says, go do a Bodhisattva right now. He starts screaming the craziest and the most wild thought in the whole entire world at him. So all the craziest things in the entire world, and, and, and it, it gets loud. It's not that you, he feels it, but the coalition, the out, people who are not in the coalition, the opposition, they're screaming their head off at him. So that can make you do something, which is, which is incorrect also. But it's not because you better have the pull towards it. You understand the difference? Lamaisa, the Abbas Kedoshim, you see that they were Mavara, the Toiv and Ra inside of the person. They're Mavara, Toiv and Ra. So the Abbas Kedoshim, after they were Mavara, this Toiv and Ra inside of a person, inside of, and after they were Mavara, the Toiv and Ra, so they gave her over as a Yerusha to every single Yid in Kalaisrael, this Birur, meaning that they were Mavara and Akuda, like we said, inside of every single Yid, that there's something which is called pure Tov. 
pure tov. That's what the other solution they gave over as the Yerusha to every single yid. This bearer, I'm saying a very sensitive point right now, this bearer that they made of Toivara, originally the Abbas Kedoshim, that's what they gave over to every single yid. And that's called the Avam Yisuteras inside of every single yid. Meaning to say, in other words, meaning to say, that this Ava that we're talking about over here, this Ava Mitzvotaris that we're talking about over here, is a part of a person which is completely mevair from any taruvas of Toivara. That's what this Ava Mitzvotaris is. That every year has a part of him which is Lamala from the Chet of the Etadas, from the time when there is this taruvas of Toivara, when Taruvas of Toivara happened. Is that clear? And this is what the Ava Kedoshim gave to us. And that's called this Ava Mitzvotaris. Before we get to the next madriga over here, is this it's good? Clear? Fine. So I'll take it just a, a step deeper. Maybe we're going to build on this. It says, "Ve'eschanan el Hashem be'eza hilemor." Moshe Rabbeinu, he went and he davened to go into Eretz Yisrael. Rashi says, What does Veschanan mean? Asking for a free gift, a matnaschinam. Even though the city can make it dependent on their mitzim that they do, they choose not to. Rather, they try to, they ask from the Rabbanu Shalom in a way of matnaschinam. They ask from the Rabbanu Shalom in a way of matnaschinam. <coughs> so the question is, why? <laughs> just, just ask for Just ask. With your maizim. Why does why does Tzadikim they have to come and they have to ask Bederach Matana? So what's the big deal? They're worried about giving up on their schusim? I'll tell you the truth, they don't care about their, their schusim so much Tzadikim. They're not looking for, for schusim in life. They're looking to do the Rosh Hashem. And if Rosh Hashem is to do this, do this, fine. Schusim is not really a such a asik of Tzadikim. Why would they just not depend on their maizim to them? Go into Eretz Yisrael, do what they need to do. Why do they have to ask things for a matnaschinam? Why are they asking for a matnaschinam? So this is going to be a little bit deep. I'm going to do my best to try to explain it. <coughs> you know, the Avos Kedoshim, there was a haftachot that the Avos Kedoshim got. The haftachot was that the Avos Kedoshim, they should get Eretz Yisrael. The kids should get Eretz Yisrael. And the Potsik says by Eretz Yisrael, which means, therefore, if the Haftacha came to them, to the Avos Kedoshim, it means you need to have a certain shaykhah to the Avos Kedoshim in order to get Eretz Yisrael. So the Potsik says by Eretz Yisrael a very, very interesting Potsik. You're not coming with your sitkas to, to inherit Eretz Yisrael. Rather, the Gorm may do their rishos, v'chulu, I'm giving it to you in order to fulfill my bris with Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov. So you see that Eretz Yisrael is not the etzim built It's not built on your tzitkas. Rather, it's built on the bris that was given to Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov. And the shot's like this. I get to have a sensitive ear to what I'm going to say right now. You can have a tzaddik. You have a person who works his whole entire life to become a tzaddik. It's 120 years, and when he comes to the city, there's a big banner up in the city, tzaddik, 
This person, he, he did it. He, was, he reached the goal. Sadiq Balayir right now. At the end of his life, all the mighty that he did, Sadiq Balayir. He achieved the goal which he, which he swore that he was supposed to come to this world for. And he did it. But after all of his sitkas, all the sitkas that he has, he has to realize that the sitkas that he has now is from who? It's from him. He was boicher to do the right thing. He was boicher to do the right thing. He chose to do the right thing. But now he has to come to have an even deeper sitkas. He needs to come to have an even deeper connection to a deeper part of his sitkas. And what's that sitkas? That's called the sitkas, which is not his sitkas. It's the Avaz Gadoshim You see, the Avaz Gadoshim, they gave every single person a sitkas which they didn't have to work for. And that's called the Avaz Gadoshim Sitkas. So you could have a Nomali Melech, you could have a, a Vilna Gona, they're working their whole entire life, and they became the Vilna Gona, they became the Nomali Melech. But with all Kafi, their Sitkas, which is obviously very great, but it was Kafi, their Sitkas. But now they have to realize that they have an even deeper sitkis, which is even more panemistic sitkis, which is called the sitkis that they get from the Avaz Kedoshim. And that's higher than any sitkis you could ever reach. When you realize your true sitkis, that's called the sitkis of the Avaz Kedoshim. That's higher than any sitkis you could ever reach. It's called the essence of you. The essence of a yid, this Avam Yisotar that he gets from the Avaz Kedoshim, is always going to be the any sitkis that he could get from any action he could do his whole entire life to reach. So after all the tzitzkas that you worked for, you have to realize that you have a much higher tzitzkas than any other tzitzkas. And that's called an I am a Ben, Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov. And that's my highest tzitzkas. That's my highest tzitzkas. So after everything that you achieved in your life, you have to be mavaz yourself to an even higher tzitzkas, Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov that I have inside of me. The Avram is the inside of me. So when you come to Eretz Yisrael, Eretz Yisrael is not meant to be yorish through your tzitkis. Don't come to inherit Eretz Yisrael with your tzitkis. Because in order to have Eretz Yisrael, you need to be able to give up on your tzitkis and to know what's your real tzitkis. And that's called the hokim as breeze with Avram Yisrael and Yaakov. To come to your deeper tzitkis, which is called your real self, which is that you're the son of Avram and Yisrael and Yaakov. And that's the deepest sitkas that you could possibly ever have. And that sitkas, every year is equal. Is anybody following? It's clear? Clear? Zaidi gets it. So that's why. Anybody else get it though? Yeah? Got it? One more time. One more time. Okay. That everybody has their everybody has their their sitkas that they work for, they're working to achieve. <laughs> After all the sitkas that you reach, you have to realize that that's your sitkas, though. That's what you achieve through your action. But you can't say that my action is greater than the other sitkas' actions. So what do I have to do? After all my sitkas, I have to be mevatel on certain level my sitkas, and realize that I have a much deeper sitkas. And what's my deeper sitkis? The other sitkis, what they gave to me. And that's a much deeper sitkis than any other sitkis. So Mamela Moshe Rabbeinu, when he went into Eretz Yisrael, 
He could say, I want to come with my actions, or any tzaddik, they could depend things on their actions. They could say, I could get this with my maizim toivim. But their maizim toivim isn't their real deepest sitkas. Their real deepest sitkas is what they get by ma'anas chinam, which is called the Yerusha they got from the Avzim which is the matama. And that's what they really depend on all of their schus. Not their own schus, but the schus that they got from the others. So Mr. Shem, there's really more of over short period of time, and I didn't get a chance to explain that as well as I wanted to. But Lamaisa, this is something we have to internalize and we have to live with. That no matter what, you know, every Talib they could look at the next yid next to them and they could think that they're the lowest yid in the room of Talik. Why would they think that? Because once you realize your highest sitkus is not even your sitkus, but it's the Elvis Kedushan sitkus, so every yid has that. So there's no room for me to say I'm better than you, you're better than me. No room to be a bald guy but when you're mocker the sitkas of every single other yid. Because on that level, everybody's equal to each other. So we have to internalize, we have to realize the schus the, that we have to be a Ben Avon Mitzvah and Yaakov. And to internalize, live with that, which then we'll try to get deeper into this Avon Mitzvah as we go along. So